Hi guys, I'm Jacob. I actually, I'm going to sit, don't worry, but I, I want to talk about Galatians 2. I don't know if I'm going to be in the frame. Uh, and I wanted to start this talk with Galatians 2 by talking about this fish over here. I don't know if you guys can see the fish. I'm going to scoot him. Oh yeah, there he is. Okay, so some of you guys have seen this fish or some of the other fish uh, on the stream, and you know, I, I've been watching and I thought to myself, you know what? That little fish is cute, but he seems trapped, you know? I mean, look at this bowl. It's like as big as my head, you know? It's like if a fish could only swim around in my head. That's kind of sad, you know? I think this fish should be set free. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to just tip this bowl over onto the ground and open the front door and let the fish just walk out. So here we go. I'm just kidding. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> right? Because that would be ridiculous. Like, you can't just throw a fish on the ground and expect it to be free. Uh, that's not helpful to the fish. That's actually harmful. <laughs> that's, that's not where a fish is supposed to be. It's supposed to be in water. Um, and so this talk, um, what I, when I was reading through Galatians 2, um, I, I titled it Freedom in Christ. Because I think we get these ideas when we hear the word freedom and, and we get these feelings in us and, you know, we want to sing the Star Spangled Banner or something. I don't know. Um, but I think this idea of freedom get, can get kind of twisted and especially freedom in Christ. So um, when I was reading through Galatians 2, this, this verse 4 like really jumped out at me um, and it says this. Um, it's, I'm picking up like about halfway through verse 4, but it says, They sneaked in to spy on us and take away the freedom that we have in Christ Jesus. They wanted to enslave us and force us to follow their Jewish regulations. I thought to myself, like, what does that really mean? Like, really, have you ever thought about what does it really mean to have freedom in Christ? Um, so, to avoid ending up like a fish that got tipped over in the living room and trying to flop out the front door... Um, I'd really thought it would be cool if we dived into this and really looked into what it means to have a freedom in Christ. And uh, I'm actually going to really, really focus in and camp out in uh, verse 20, Galatians 2.20. So if you have a Bible app and you want to look at it or, you know, you have your Bible with you, you can look at it there. Um, but I'm just going to read it, and it's only one verse, so hopefully you can remember it. It says, I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I actually memorized this verse like a long time ago. And I remember memorizing it thinking, I have no idea what this verse means. Like, <laughs> I'm just memorizing it because I was told to do that, but I really don't get it. Um, but in preparing for this talk, I've kind of unpacked it and broke it down, and I, I kind of want to walk you through just how incredibly life-changing this one verse is. Um, so we're going to break it down. The first part I want to break down, I have been crucified with Christ. Josh talked last week about the real gospel. Um, he talked about how Jesus was crucified, how uh, God, through that, like poured his wrath on Jesus, how he was raised again, and how we can have forgiveness through Christ. If you haven't listen to that yet, or maybe you don't even remember anything that Josh talked about, you should go back and listen to it, because I listened to it like two or three times, and it's just a really, really good talk on the gospel and really what it means in our lives. Um, but what does it mean to be crucified with Christ? You know the, the saying, 
or the expression new year, new me, you know, every, every year, I think it's hilarious and I say it to myself. <laughs> uh, when someone says this, they aren't saying like new year, now I'm going to transfer my consciousness into a totally new body and be a totally new person. Like some Freaky Friday, Lindsay Lohan, Jamie Lee Curtis situation. Like that, that's not what they're trying to say. No, as, actually it's an expression of an inner commitment or an inner change that's happening in your life. This is actually what Paul is getting at when he says, I have been crucified with Christ. He's not saying like, I am literally being crucified right now as I'm writing this to you somehow with my foot or something. I don't know. Like, it, it means that, um, or it doesn't even mean, like, I'm going to try harder to be more like Christ. No, it, it, he's saying the old way of doing things, the old me, who I used to be, that guy's dead. <laughs> he's gone. You know, like, it's like actually dead and gone. Uh, it, he died on the cross with Jesus. John 14, 6, um, Jesus says this. He says, uh, Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. When Jesus said this, this is something that I have to think about every once in a while. When Jesus said this, he knew he was going to die. Not only did he know he was going to die, he knew how he was going to die. If I knew those two things, I would be, I, I don't know, terrified or, I don't know, if I was Jesus, I'd have the power to stop it, but he didn't. <laughs> um, see, he knew that he was laying down his life so that we could have a relationship with God the Father. This is actually the first freedom that I see in this section of this verse. We have the freedom through Jesus Christ to have a relationship with God the Father. A real, actual relationship with our God. And that's astounding. That's amazing. But it's tricky because it's one of the freedoms that's a choice. You can choose to have this freedom or not. There's no sitting on the fence. There's no points for wanting to choose, but I just haven't yet. You have to choose to say, Jesus, I believe in you. I believe that you died for me to have a relationship with God. And thank you for that. Now please help me to live for you. This choice is like the, the essence of what Paul is getting at when he talks about dying, uh, the, old, the old you dying. Um, we could probably spend like the next four Tuesdays talking about what it means to be crucified with Christ, but I wanted to clarify it just a little bit so that you can really get a sense of what I'm talking about. To die to your old self is to give up you being on the throne of your life and living in a God-referenced way. That is, God directs your life, your decisions, um, and, your, um, and who you are as a person. So, when God says something, you take it seriously and you change your behavior. You live a life that God directs, um, not based on what the Bible says, not based on what you think God would say. So, for example, I used to be really sarcastic. I thought it was really funny. I would get a couple laughs, and I, you know, it was just a really fun thing for me. And before I took my faith seriously, I would just say, like, well, if you don't like my sarcasm, you can get over it because. I think it's funny, and, you know, I don't mean to hurt your feelings, so it, it means I basically didn't, you know? <laughs> and, um, man, like, 
even when I had a friend, I had a Christian friend who like told me, hey man, you might want to reconsider that. That's not really nice. It's not helpful for people. And I just told them, ah, they can get over it. Is that God referenced in any way? Like, can you, can you even hear God in that at all? No, I don't, I don't care about anybody other than what I want in that instance. And then I read Ephesians 4.29, which talks about using language only that benefits others and lifts others up. So I had to change. I had to, I had to decide, am I going to change? Am I going to be crucified with Christ? Or am I going to keep living this life? Um, so um, if you want more info or, or want to look more into old life and new life stuff, Galatians actually is a great book. Galatians 5 has a whole list of things of uh, the old self and the new self. So you can totally skip ahead and look into that. Okay, so that's letting the old you die. That's like the first part of this verse. Now we're going to get into some more good stuff. The next part says, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. So the deal gets even better. <laughs> Not only does your old self die, but Christ now lives in you. But what, what does that actually look like? I'm actually, I want to quote my study Bible here, like word for word, because the way they said it was just way better than how I could say it. Um, it is no longer I who live does not mean that Paul has no personality of his own, but that his own personal interests and goals no longer direct his life. Rather, Christ who lives in me now directs and empowers all that he does. Man, this section really rings true for me. Um, I grew up a Christian, and uh, I knew that Christ died for my sins, and that was like a good thing, you know? That was a good news for me. Um, and so I just kind of lived with that truth, and then I got to middle school, and I found out that that truth is a really uncool thing to believe, and people will make fun of you for it. Um, and that, coupled with a few other hard experiences that I had in my life, I kind of decided I'm not really convinced that God knows the best way to live. I think I can figure it out better for myself. Um, not that God didn't exist. I, I still believe that. And so I called myself a Christian for the next six to seven years. Like, yeah, God exists. Jesus lived and he died, but I don't care. You know, it doesn't matter to me. I think I can figure this out. Um, I didn't want to give up my desires that conflicted with what God had for me. And I didn't want to give up who I was, you know? Um, so I, in that time made a lot of really questionable decisions. Uh, I got in a really unhealthy relationship that I then cheated on her, and then I made a bunch of really other unhealthy uh, decisions. And man, I just hated myself. Like, I, 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 don't, I just remember like stepping back for a second and looking at my life almost from a third party perspective and thinking, this is just wrong and nasty. Man, I really thought I knew how to be free. I really thought that I could figure out the most free way for me to live. But in the end, I was just more trapped by my own self. Have you experienced that? Or are you experiencing that? Like, you're not alone, you know, I've been there. And then just like this, the fish, you know, it's not just about like, being objectively free and doing whatever you want. Um, it's a freedom that, uh, that the Bible says that is actually truly free. Uh, Proverbs 14, 12 says, there is a way that appears to be right, 
but in the end, it leads to death. So I decided to give God another try. Um, not only did I decide to be crucified with Christ, I would not have worded it that way back then, but that's really what I decided, but also having him live in me and empower me. He, Jesus, the son of God, was now going to live in me. The one who conquered death was now going to live in me and help me become a truly free person. Christ gives us the second freedom that I really saw in this verse, which is the freedom to change, to truly change for the better, and to experience the best in life. I experienced more freedom when I gave my life to Christ in college than I ever experienced beforehand. God loves you so much, guys. He loves you so much that he will accept you where you're at, but he loves you too much to let you stay that way. And the last thing that I saw in this, uh, the last part of the verse, the life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. You ever hear the phrase, nothing is free? The idea that like, if I were to give you a gift, I'd have to pay for it, but you get it for free. So somewhere, somewhere down the line, someone's paying for the free thing, you know, our stimulus checks. Those aren't free. Somebody paid for them, you know? <laughs> uh, in Romans 6.23, it says, For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. Man, that sounds great. Free gift, right? I always read that verse and thought, oh, that's free. It's nice. It's for me. I get this free gift. But the reality is nothing's really free. In fact, uh, in reality, the gift that we get for free was paid for by Jesus' death on the cross. In 1 Corinthians 6, 19 and 20, it says, Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. The Son of God loved you so much that he gave his life for you. Really think about that. Just dwell on that for a second. If you're a follower of Christ, you have received a very precious, very pricey gift. And this gift has been huge in my life. I mean, I am free from sin. I'm free to change and become the person that God has called me to be. I'm, I receive daily blessings from God. I get to have a relationship with my creator. Man, I can't even begin to tell you. I would be here all night telling you all of the ways that my life has improved since fully deciding to fully go all in with God. And that is what motivates me to share this news with others. The son of God gave himself for me. Why would I keep that to myself? If the son of God loved me enough to give himself up for me, it only makes sense to show that love to others by giving my life, showing them that they can be free in Christ. There are others out there, guys, who are still living a trapped life like I used to live, thinking they're free, but digging themselves deeper and deeper into a hole. They may even be watching right now. So I implore you, please, if you're watching and you don't have the freedom in Christ that I'm describing, reach out through the connection card. Uh, that'll get posted and just ask, what does it really mean to be free? 
You know, how can I learn more about that? So who are you going to tell about how you've been freed in Christ this week? Uh, remember in Galatians 2.20 and how it shows us that we are free to have a relationship with God. We are free to change and we are free so that we can help others be free. Maybe you need to invite someone to watch the stream. It's the same time every Tuesday, so can't miss it. Maybe you need to share your testimony with somebody, or maybe you can go to our website. Uh, we have some resources on there if you really want to know. Like, I have someone in my life who I know is living this trapped life, and I want to tell them more about Jesus. We have plenty of resources on our resources tab that can help you with that. Or... Maybe you're watching this right now and you've never experienced this freedom and you want to right now. Well, we can do that together through prayer. Um, so I'm going to pray. You can just kind of repeat after me to God and I'm going to invite the band back up. So, Lord, I just pray for these people that are listening right now. I pray that they would experience this freedom. Lord, none of us are truly free unless we're living the way that you've intended for us to live. So God, please just accept, <laughs> accept this plea, to God, for, for you to come into my life. God, change me from the inside out. Help me to follow you. I accept uh, the gift that you are offering me from your son dying on the cross. And I, I just pray, Lord, that you would help me to experience the freedom that we truly have in Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen.